What's up, guys? Welcome back to Bench Chatter, our Sunday Fantasy Basketball Preview Part 2. Um, in this part, we'll be talking about guys we want to trade for in the league and guys who we think that if you have, you should think about trading them. And let's get into Part 2. So keep those guys in mind. Alrighty, let's move on to the, the second half of what we're going to talk about, which is the trades that we think you could make and who who we think is at this point going to underperform for the season and what their draft position was and who we think is going to overperform from where their draft position was. Uh, it's early enough to where you can still get some value out of guys that maybe you overdrafted and it's early enough to where somebody might accidentally just sell way low on a guy who's going to have a monster season. Uh, so, Noah, who who do you think is a must-trade for, even though we're only three games into the season going? Um, it's a guy who I think, who I drafted in our points league, who I think I got a massive steal on, and that's Jalen Brown. Yeah, I was pissed. I was going to take him with my next pick before you, before you swiped him up. Honestly, what I noticed from the Pacers playing the Celtics tonight is that, like, their bench isn't really that deep. And, no, it's you know, there's questions about Kemba, whether he'll come back fully healthy or not. And I think it's a really good time for Jalen Brown to, like, set himself up as the Celtics number two, which I think will even be the case when Kemba comes back the yeah. way Jalen's been playing. He's got he's averaged 32 minutes a game. He's been getting over 20 shots a game. He scored 18, 27, and 33. And then he gets you mm-hmm. plenty of rebounds and assists, and he's also a dog on the defensive end, so he'll get you steals and blocks. He's not turning it over that much either, which surprised me with how much he's handling the ball now. But I think he's in for a really good season. I'm, like, really glad I have him on my fantasy team. Yeah, I think so too. You got him in, like, the, the sixth round or something. I don't yeah, know I got him why first. in the – yeah, Steel. The ESPN had him at like the 80th ranked dude, which just didn't make sense to me. I mean, that just I, – I, I actually considered him the round before, but I thought that would have been too much of a reach. But, yeah, no, you, I mean, you got a great player there. Jalen Brown is going to continue to develop. Tatum's already – do you consider Tatum to be a superstar at this point? From what he's shown me so far – I I could see someone saying no, but he's like right mm-hmm. there, like he is ready yeah. to become a superstar. He's right there. Alrighty. Um. Alright. We'll we'll save that conversation for for the end of the show because we talked about this recently, and I, I think it'd, it'd be good to bring into the show just kind of a fun little end conversation. But we'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll tease you guys a little bit. Yeah. I, absolutely. I echo that a hundred percent. Uh, first guy on my list, again, I'm 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 giving you a little too much love and, and respect for this Pacers franchise. They deserve <laughs> it. Uh you you gotta trade for Sabonis. Yes, sir. In categories or points. But if you're in a categories league, this man is not only a walking double double, but he's gonna average like five assists this year. His field goal percentage is through the roof. He's a very solid free throw shooter. I mean yeah, I, I see him very easily averaging 23-11-5 in this year. That offense is going to run through him much more than it has in the past. 
Uh, I think he's going to take on a little bit closer to a role of like a Nikola Jokic in the Nuggets. How he's kind of like the big man. Like he he's gonna be in the center of the floor, but he's gonna command the offense, and and set everybody up. And I think that the Pacers are are just gonna flourish with that play style this year. Um, he was taken in in the fourth or fifth round this year, so I don't know what kind of a package you would need to grab him. I mean, he's been off to to some pr- a pretty crazy hot start. Um, he had a phenomenal triple double the other night, so. I don't know where his perception is at this point, but if if I, for example, in my league, I've got DeAndre Ayton in both my leagues, I would very much like to package. If, if I could get Ayton for Sabonis straight up, I think I would do that in a heartbeat. Oh, I don't but, yeah. know where people... Yeah. I don't know where people see that right now, but if you could give up Ayton and maybe one of your bench guys, uh, I think that, that trade would pay dividends for you down the road. Jamal Murray was my third pick, and I would trade Jamal Murray for Demontis Sabonis in a heartbeat. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that there. I think we all kind of had the idea that like, oh, Sabonis is ranked really low by ESPN. I can get him late. Like, I don't need to take him now. And yeah, we're it, well, we're in a league with four other Pacer fans. Yeah, he got exactly. taken at he got taken right at the end of the third round, which I think is like perfect range for him. Yeah, no. I mean, I I think based on the way he's playing, I I think he did, could just. He might be a, a he might be a top five guy. center in the league. No cap. He's I, the Jokic uh, of the East. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that. He's he's looks solid. I mean, he's fun to watch too. The energy that man brings, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. So, um, you know, message us if you listen and and you have Sabonis or you want to entertain. A Sabonis trade, and we would love to kind of talk about how we feel you should go about that trade and, and what a fair trade looks like. We would absolutely love to talk about that. So, if you're listening and you're in that scenario, let us know. Um, who else you got? All right, so my next guy, he he was also a third round pick in our league. It's uh Chris Middleton, who like as a as a guy, I kind of like him as a basketball player. You know, he's just a very steady yeah. presence for the Bucks. He's not that flashy, but he just he's kind of like Kawhi, where he drops like eight a quarter. So at the end of the game, he just ends up with like a quiet thirty bomb. But uh, yeah, the Bucks have changed that. their offense. They changed their offense over the summer. Like I have Brook Lopez because I had him last year, but they've taken Brook Lopez's threes away really. So now they're mm-hmm. condensing their shots between Giannis Holiday and Middleton, and it's been playing pretty pretty well for Middleton. They all take around like 20 shots a game now. Yeah. And Middleton in three games has scored 22 to 31 and 27 with four rebounds in two of the games, 14 rebounds in the other. And he's averaging six assists right now, which is like very good numbers. And that Bucks team is yeah. going to be really good. So they're going to need him to play like every night basically and yeah. put up buckets for him. Without a doubt, um, I yeah, definitely, definitely, um, yeah, I I have questions about the Bucks offense just because. Do you think there's any chance that it reverts back to the way they had previously run the offense? I mean, uh, top of mind is the the twenty point loss to the fucking Knicks tonight. I mean, that's 
That's yeah. You, you can't be doing that if you're the Bucks. So what are you? I mean, at the end of the day, it all runs through Giannis. It really just depends yeah. on Giannis. If Giannis is like hitting his jump shots, he's driving, getting to the free throw line, it just opens up everything for Chris Middleton because he's just getting easy open shots, which he'll knock yeah. down almost ninety percent of the time. So it just depends. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Chris Middleton will get his whatever night, you know. Like he's gonna get his yeah. shots every game, and he's gonna get his points. He's the most consistent like one on the Bucks, probably. Yeah, seriously, seriously. So, realistically, what kind of package would you personally give up for Chris Middleton? See, I think it would take like a. It would take a guy of another decent caliber. Like, if I could somehow mm-hmm. trade maybe Jamal, or if I could trade Jalen Brown for just Middleton straight up, someone who was higher on Jalen Brown than I even am, I would do that, definitely. But um, I okay. also wouldn't trade, like, I wouldn't trade Sabonis for Middleton. So it's, like, difficult. Because no, you have to throw in a guy is... of pretty decent caliber. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, and then if it's a categories league, I mean, I think the benefit you could get is if you are punting a category that they're also punting, or that that if you're punting a different category than them, then you could kind of flip flop a little bit. Like for example, if if your team is really built around guard play and racking up three points, assists, free throw percentage, just points, um, maybe you could get you could sell a big man for him. Um, I I don't know. Like maybe. Would you consider a Bam, out of bio for for Chris Middleton? Where would you, what would you think about that kind of a trade? That'd be tough. If I had Bam, I probably wouldn't offer him to Middleton strictly because of the triple double threat Bam holds. But I would have to give it a pretty good thought. Okay. Like I would okay. definitely consider trading Bam for Middleton. Yeah. Well, you actually Most have definitely. Bam. Would you trade Bam I do for have Middleton? Bam. Uh, no, not at this point, but, uh, like I said earlier in the show, we're three games in, I, it's tough for me to decide anything on, on three games, but give me six or seven, and I think it starts to paint a, a better picture for you, and then I would really dive into those numbers and, and, and consider it, depending on, on what I see from both of those guys. Um. All right, you want right. to say your uh, last pick, then we yeah, can my last move on. One. Yeah, and, and we we both have him on our list, so I'll just go over what I got. It's Christian Wood. I mean, he was he was pretty much if if you were on any draft board, if you were on Reddit before your draft, he was on there as like your biggest sleeper. Um, coming over from the Pistons, he's got a new role with the Rockets. Uh, I think regardless of what Harden does. He's going to have a breakout year. Uh, massive first game, put up 30 and 14. I mean, what else can you ask for? Uh, I, I think he, he should be a, a 20 and 10 guy with a, a block to add on top of that, at least. Um, not not enough that I can say about this guy. Points league, phenomenal. He, he's going to rack it up categories league. You, you got to have him. Yeah, he's uh if someone's dumb enough in your league to trade you Christian Wood, you should definitely hop on that. 
Yeah, he's actually the one I would say, based off of one game, maybe you have somebody that has him that doesn't understand where where he's going to go this year and the things that he can do, and you can get him right now. I mean, I would, I would go with Christian Wood. Um, I actually think so. I, I we can kind of transition this into the trade. Um, I have DeAndre Ayton on my team right now, and <laughs> I. I would trade DeAndre Ayton for Christian Wood, and I think, I think, given the the circumstances, you could get somebody else in that package if you could trade Ayton and for Wood and I I don't know like a a, a bench spot guy that maybe like a tenth or an eleventh spot guy. I think you, that would be huge for you. I would love that. I would absolutely love that to do that in one of our leagues. Um, 100% all day, Christian Wood is going to beat Aiton on the stat sheet this year. That is my take, and I'm going to stick with it. Uh, Aiton had a good night tonight, um, but I just question how much productivity he's going to get points-wise, and I don't think he's going to outboard Christian Wood. I think they're going to be pretty similar there. Eaton, I, I think, is the better passer, but it, I think it's going to be minimal, maybe an assist or two. Um, the the points are, are really going to rack up, though. W- what do you think there? Yeah, I really like Christian Wood. I think he just has, like, the most opportunity out of any other guy on the Rockets other than James Harden. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if I could get – if I had Christian Wood and you offered me DeAndre Aiden, I would say no in a heartbeat. Just because, really? like, just the just a, a just a three point shooting threat from Christian Wood, honestly, I think inherently makes him more valuable than DeAndre Ayton. When we know Christian Wood's gonna yeah. get double digit rebounds almost every game. Yeah, and Ayton will step out beyond the arc. Uh, he did tonight. He had a three, but it, it's not in his game like that. I um, think Ayton will be a fine pick. I think he just has to develop chemistry with everyone on the Suns. Is developing chemistry with Chris Paul. Most definitely, um, but I'm, I'm looking at like, like guys like McCall Bridges, who he's, a, he's another one. If McCall Bridges is, for whatever reason, on the waivers in your league, pick him up because he is going to be a force for the Suns this year, and, and he's going to get his. Um, Chris Paul definitely taken a backseat so far points-wise, but, I mean, he's racking up those assists. I, I really – he's another – Chris Paul's another one. If you can get Chris Paul for a decent price – I would take Chris Paul because that offense is going to run through him. If you're in a categories league, I mean, I think that's like we we know Chris Paul is going to rack up assists, but he's one to target most definitely because he's only going to find his place and control that Suns team more as the season goes on, and it'll only serve to his benefit. I have a couple other guys. I'll just fire them off real quick. I don't want to spend much time on them. But um, yeah. I I have Victor Oladipo. Uh, he definitely fell in the drafts him. this year in general. But um, from mm-hmm. I've watched every Pacer game so far, and I think he's just hit the point in his career where he's hitting an adjustment. He he knows he doesn't have the raw like speed burst slash athleticism to blow by people anymore. But he's more yeah. transitioning his game into just like a smooth like Paul George type game, and I think yeah. he's finding his groove again. And I think he he's a guy you could definitely like undervalue trade for. Like, you'll have to give up a decent player, but he might be getting a 
near all-star back if he develops good enough. Definitely. Definitely. And um, then I have D'Lo. That... D'Lo's missing some time. Yeah. Or, well, Cat is going to miss some time. He messed up his elbow. So that I think that inherently makes guys like D'Lo and Malik Beasley, who will be available, more valuable, because they'll be shooting more for the mm-hmm. Timberwolves. Most definitely. For sure. Anybody else you got? Um, I have James Wiseman, but I kind of don't like the Warriors this season. I don't think they're going to be very good. No, I don't think so either. Um, I mean, the Bulls really – the Bulls should have beat the Warriors, which is just a weird sentence to say. Um, even when Draymond comes back, I think they'll improve. But, yeah, I, I've not what liked what I have seen out of them so far. They have to change their I offense. I don't think they're – They need Steph Curry oh, to be yeah, shooting absolutely. like 30 times a game. Dude, he yeah, I think he did tonight. I don't know if it was 30, but he put up – he put up shots. I mean, they just don't have really that – they don't have, like, the options on offense. Wiggins is garbage. I don't uh, – I don't Wiggins. know who should have Wiggins, but it – I like, I don't know where he belongs because, like, he's good enough to play in the NBA, obviously, but he's so inefficient that he's just not helpful. I mean, 6 of 15 – he actually – by his standard, he had a phenomenal night. I mean, he really did, 19 and 9 on 40% shooting, uh, two or three from three. But, yeah, like, they, their bench really was what came through. Oh, different guy you talked about, Eric, Eric Pascal, walking yeah. bucket, according to you, had, had 15 tonight. I think he can be a guy that we'll talk about on, on waiver wire pickups uh, just here and there. But, yeah, I, I don't like the Warriors either. I do love Steph, though. Steph is going to be good. Um yeah. All right, let's move on to, to guys you want you think you should trade. Um, I'm gonna keep my list short because I, I like. I think it's easy to say who you should trade for, but the guys that should be traded, I think it's a little early to to say that, and I don't want to call the kettle black when uh, with the kettle hasn't even really started boiling yet. If the analogy works for you guys. So we'll get into it. Noah, who who do you got at the top of your list? So the guy at my top of the list is someone who's actually been playing pretty well this week. Mm-hmm. And that's um DeMar DeRozan. Really? Um he's interesting. He's Did been scoring hear that name. He's been putting out like high twenty points every game and he's been getting a good amount of assists and rebounds. But I think mm-hmm. I think we've seen this before. Like I think we've seen a motivated DeMar come out have like a maybe a 10 game stretch of really good games but once we get mm-hmm. to those middle like 20 to 50 games i think we'll see him slow down like i think uh, at a certain point his game is just a little too old school for the nba to like and since he's playing so well right now i think it'd be a great time to trade high for him and get some really good value out of him Definitely. He had an interesting stat line tonight. Uh, 3-12 from a field, only 8 points, 3 boards, but 10 assists. Yeah, I mean, that's nice. Not really what you expect out of DeMar, but you absolutely take that. Um, yeah, I he's not a guy that came to the top of my head when I was thinking about this, but I definitely agree. Uh, he's a guy that he probably went fourth round in your fantasy league. Maybe he dropped to the fifth depending on, on what people think of him. But 
you know, I, I don't know what you thought of him when he was on the Raptors, but he was a borderline superstar for a while. Definitely a perennial all-star, obviously. You know, sad that he got traded for his own personal health because he really loved that Raptors team. But, yeah, I, he has just not been a fit for the Spurs in the slightest, and I agree that I think they're going to start to move away from DeMar as the course of the season goes because I, I don't think that the Spurs are trying to win too many games. So DeMar, definitely on the, the, the trade. Um, I already talked about DeAndre Ayton. I, I just want to preface that this it's a big if with Ayton because we don't know what the role he's going to play with the Suns is, but we know what the role that a guy like Sabonis or Christian Wood is going to play, and so that certainty is kind of why we lean towards trade Aiden, who we don't know what he is, or we don't know what he is going to be. We know what he, we know where his floor is. We don't know what the ceiling is, though, at least for this season. So that's what I'm saying. I, I think DeAndre Aiden is immensely talented and could definitely pop off and, and prove me wrong. But Christian Woods, a bonus, very solid. Uh, the other guy I have on my list, I'm a Bulls fan, so I, I've peeped uh, at least a, a portion of every single game we've played so far. Um, is going to be Otto Porter Jr. I think that the Bulls are just an interesting team in that going into the season, I was like, hey, like we've got some talent on this roster. Like Maybe we do something. But, you know, that talent only runs so deep, and the defense runs not at all. So I think that Patrick Williams has already – he already has the starting spot. Patrick Williams has started all three games this year. Um, Minutes-wise, Porter has, has gotten his. I mean, tonight he actually he, – he played 20 minutes. Uh, he was pretty efficient. He actually closed the game out, which I think says something. But I, I don't think that a guy getting 20 minutes a game is a guy that you want to have on your team. Um, I think he's going to have some trade value. He hits his threes. Uh, he'll get his boards. He moves the ball decently well. Um, but if you can get some value out of him at the moment, I think you should definitely do so. Because as the season goes on, especially if the Bulls start losing a bunch of games, which they already have, his value is only going to diminish. Yeah. If you could trick someone into your league into offloading Michael Porter onto them, I would very much try. <laughs> Otto Porter, not Michael Porter. Yeah, Otto Porter, sorry. Yeah, no, I would like I you know if if anybody in my leagues are listening, I will give you Otto if you give me Michael. They're both Porter Juniors. They're brothers. What's the difference? If anyone What's in our league is Just listening and they want Jamal Murray, bang my line. He's on the market. Oh, I'm in your league. You want, want Jamal want Murray? Murray? I might want Jamal Murray. I mean, All right, you give know, me DeAndre. You know what I think. And Bam. <laughs> we can we can talk about that, actually. I... I, I'd, I'd consider No, I don't want I DeAndre Aiden for Jamal Murray. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You want DeAndre. You, you I'll take Christian Wood. You were the one who proposed it. You were the one that proposed it. I took L201, dude. I took a law class. I know how this shit works. You can't propose something and then just not accept it. Hey, I That's took L201 too, dude. 
I'll take you to court. What 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 grade did you get in Alto One? I got a I had an A minus, so I got a B because I didn't try very hard. Mm, all right, all right. So I'm the lawyer. You're not. I win. You have to give me Jamal now, and that's fine. It's fine. Um, alrighty. You got anybody else on your your trade? Trade out list, your outgoing list, guys. That, um, that you get off the team. I'll just keep it simple. Uh, if yeah. you have Draymond Green and you have someone, anyone in your league who wants him, <sighs> trade for him or trade him away. Like, I think the Warriors are. I think the Warriors are just going to be bums this year again, and I don't think yeah. there's much fixing it. And if yeah, so if you have Tra- Draymond, I would try and trade him. If you have yeah. Oubre or Wiggins, and someone wants to give you anything of value, I would get rid of either of them yeah i feel like the uh the, the michael scott meme verbal meme here fool me once shame on you but fool me twice and that's the quote uh yeah i made the, the dumbass decision last year while i was doing our our draft um, I was like studying for a test or something, and I accidentally took Draymond over Kawhi with like my second pick. Not, third not the second pick, pick overall, my, my third round. Yeah, it was. Oh God, I just like didn't see. It was so stupid. And this year, begrudgingly, Draymond was on the board, and I'm like, hey, if Draymond plays, he's gonna get me like <laughs> twelve, eight, and eight, and that would be cool. Nah, maybe not twelve, eight, and eight, but like twelve, whatever. Um. And yeah, he hasn't played a game yet, and I just feel like the biggest moron on the planet because he is probably never going to play. I don't think Draymond plays a single game this year. I think Draymond is just looking at this Warriors team and going, eh, I'm fine. I don't need it. So, I'm a dumbass. It's fine. It's fine. Alrighty, no, let's wrap this show up. Um, Condensed conversation we had it the other night about the concept of superstars. Um, just, I, I think it, it's good to go over it because we, we're going to reference superstars and I think we should define what we think superstars are. Um, oh. do you kind of want to give me the, the, the shorthanded definition of what you told me the other night? So the way I see it, people see superstars either as like the superstar superstars, where we could say there's maybe like eight in the league, you know? Like mm-hmm. these elite, elite guys that you would really want on your team. But what I see a superstar is kind of like a, it's like a team's best player, but they're also, they would be wanted by every other team. So in my, and like you could start a team around this guy realistically as your best player. Yeah. And that expands the pool for me to more like around like 18 guys, like mm-hmm. almost want a team, but not every team has one clearly like bad teams. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, so I think it gets confusing because I think there's, like, the marketing definition of superstar where, like, the bare minimum is you've been to, like, an all-star game. So, like, that makes, like, 2015 Kyle Korver a superstar. Like, Zion I mean, not is actually like, a superstar, yeah, but I wouldn't Zion's call him a superstar. No, I mean, he hasn't done anything yet. How can you call a guy a superstar for playing half a season? It just it doesn't make any sense or, you know... um. I'm trying to think of good... Yeah, like Devin Booker being marketed as a superstar. I mean, Devin Booker played really well for the Suns to not make the playoffs. 
Like, like I, I don't think we can be calling a guy a superstar for leading a team to a losing record and not making the playoffs. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. I prefer the definition of superstar to be that, that really stringent uh, guys who can be the best player on a championship team. And that that's few and far between, and we can really dive into that. But I just wanted to have that conversation so that you guys know where we're coming from when we call somebody a superstar um, and that we don't just refer to, you know, fucking Chris Middleton as a superstar because he's not. Or Would Donovan Mitchell be a superstar in your book? Not yet. I mean. Okay. Same. No, not yet. Um, I think he can be, and he could prove me wrong. And that's the thing; it's it's fluid. Obviously, guys can move in and out. Like Jimmy Butler was obviously like he was a superstar last year. Like like I, there's no other way to put it. Is he gonna be a superstar this year? I I don't know. I I just don't. Yeah. You know. He's a very I, I, player. I, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Um, but we <laughs> we'll see. Uh, alrighty. We, we, we've, we've talked for a while. Um, any, any final notes, any, anything you'd like the listener to really know? No, not really. You know, just keep tracks of the, keep tracks of the players who are playing well, make a watch list, check, be send your lineup every night and you'll be right on your way to a successful fantasy season. Unless you drafted yeah. like shit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, definitely parting advice. Um, you can beat people just by being more active than them. If you're picking up four or five guys a week, making sure that you're maxing out the roster spots, finding the guys on the waivers that are gonna be hot, then you you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of success. You might be. No one's winning the league from the draft. It's exactly. every move no, in no. between in between the draft and the end of the season that will help you win. Don't be afraid Absolutely. to have a guy on your team who you're, who's just like the pump and dump spot. Like you plug three to four different guys in at that spot every week just looking for your next long-term have. Exactly. And I don't know, especially in, in the early season, if you should have every single roster spot solidified. I think it makes a lot of sense to be rotating guys through because when, when if you could get one guy who's going to play three games that week, or you can move it around so that you've got a, every single day that there's games being played, somebody playing, that's going to be massively beneficial. So I, those are our parting words. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to the first Sunday episode of Bench Chatter. Uh, we're going to bring you guys an episode in the middle of the week where it's not going to be focused on fantasy at all. It's it's just going to be our basketball takes, what we're seeing around the league, what we like, what we don't like. Uh, it'll, it'll be a bit more fun, a little less streamlined, and a bit more casual because we are the Common Man's Podcast here at Bench Chatter. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you guys.